Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Luke chapter 16 deals with covetousness and stewardship. Clearly, to anyone who cares to see, people have always struggled with these issues. Today is certainly no different. Today on Drawing Near, we look at one of the gospel's most challenging passages to interpret. So let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 16, and look at the unfaithful steward. As we begin our study today, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the way you use your word in our lives. And Father, we come to you acknowledging that some parts of your word are just difficult to understand. Maybe it's the context. Maybe it's a lack of understanding of the culture of the day. Maybe it's the language or the translation. But some things are very difficult to get. And this is one of those passages. But Father, we will try to study it and share together. And we pray, Lord, that you would give us some kind of insight today that we may use for your glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 16, verse 1, Luke writes, He also said to his disciples, There was a certain rich man who had a steward, and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be my steward. The verses that we'll look at today are challenging verses. There are many misinterpretations of this passage, and it is a difficult passage, and the commentaries don't really help all that much. So we're going to try to go verse by verse and take an honest look at this and see if we can decipher what the Lord is saying. In this first section, in the verses 1 and 2, Jesus begins telling this story by saying that there is a rich man who has a steward, a manager of his resources. And the rich man, the owner of all of these resources, had received an accusation that was brought to him about his manager, and the manager was accused of wasting the master's goods. So the master decided to terminate the relationship, and he said, before you go, you need to give an account of your stewardship because you're out of a job. So that part's pretty easy to understand. We move on to verses 3 and 4. After the steward departs from his manager, he says to himself in verse 3, What shall I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. He's taking my job of managing his resources away from me. I cannot dig. I'm ashamed to beg. I have resolved what to do, that when I am put out of my stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. He has come up with a plan. He has calculated how to go about having a livelihood, a living. How can he be sustained after his job is terminated? He can't dig. He's too weak. He's too prideful to beg. He has no resources of his own. He manages his master's resources. But while he's been managing his master's resources, he's been squandering it. He's been wasting it. He has been living high on the hog. And now all of it was being taken away. And so in verses 5 through 7, since he's lost his relationship with his master and he's lost his job, his earnings, his place to live, he decides to make friends or to negotiate with his master's debtors. Verse 5, 
So he called every one of these masters debtors to him, all these individuals who owed the master money. And he said to the first, how much do you owe my master? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly and write 50. That's half. Verse seven. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? And he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, take your bill and write 80. His plan was, I will make friends with these individuals who will be indebted to me because of how much they're saving. And when I lose my job, when I'm finally kicked to the street, they will take me in and they will take care of me because they will be indebted to me. And so far in this very difficult passage to interpret, it's very straightforward until we come to verse 8. Look at verse 8. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. The master of this man commended this man for cheating him. Now, if we understand the passage, the master isn't saying what he did was right. The master's just commending him for creating this parachute that would catch him after he had lost his job. And the master in verse 8 is not the Lord Jesus, but it's the master of the steward in the story. If we're not careful, we'll say the master in verse 8 is Jesus, and it will sound like Jesus is commending the unjust steward for being unjust, for acting like the world. But that's not what's happening. Jesus says the master, the worldly master of this man, he commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. And then the last part of verse 8, we see Jesus weighing in. He says, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. Now we need to pause here because this passage is dealing with the Pharisees and their love for money. The Pharisees were stewards of a responsibility among the nation of Israel. The Pharisees were supposed to help them with the law, help them in serving God. They were to manage this resource the children of Israel, for the Father. And they had this position, and they were squandering it. They were living high. They looked down on sinners. They did not appreciate what God had entrusted to them, and they were squandering it. They were wasting away. They weren't doing their job right. They were using it for their own personal gain and pleasure, and they were going to be judged. And Jesus is saying in this parable, God is going to say to you, give an account you're losing your job. Give an account, judgment is coming. And so what Jesus is telling them is that since they are losing their job, they are not even as smart or as shrewd as this unjust steward. They're not smart enough to make friends with the world so that they have at least something to fall back on. They are blind to the judgment that's coming. That's what Jesus is trying to communicate here. And we see that in verse 9. Jesus says, And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon. Use the resources that you have to make friends for yourselves, that when you fail, when judgment comes, they may receive you into a lasting or an everlasting home. Now, he's not talking about an eternal home. He's talking about a secure place. Jesus is saying, you have no hope with God. You have no future with God. Judgment is coming. 
at least do what you can to take care of yourself while you can. (laughs) Because even the unjust steward realized that he needed to make some arrangements. This is not a story about heaven or about hell. This is a story about how the Pharisees had failed in their responsibility, and Jesus is telling them point blank, you're foolish. You think you're wise, but you're not even as wise, you're not even as shrewd as this unjust steward. You think so much of yourself, but you're fools. That's what's taking place here. And just like in Luke chapter 15, Jesus is not done talking to them. He has other counsel, other instruction to give them. And so we need to take that and apply it to these truths. It's very, very important that we work verse by verse through things like this and try to understand the context. In no way, shape, or form is Jesus or God the Father commending lazy or wicked or worldly shrewd behavior. But Jesus is actually condemning their lack of cleverness. Jesus is actually condemning them as being even more foolish than the world. The world is foolish. The Pharisees and the scribes were even more so. That's the point of this message. Jesus is addressing them. He's confronting them face to face. I hope we understand that there is a righteous way to manage God's resources, and we've all been entrusted with God's talents or treasures or even time, and we're supposed to serve the Lord wholeheartedly with all of these things God has entrusted to us. There is an accounting coming. We need to be wise stewards. We need to be faithful stewards, or we will be seen as doubly foolish. Foolish for not trusting God and acknowledging that he is going to hold us accountable, and foolish for not making a relationship with the world so that things, at least in this world, as we're being judged by God or chastised by God, at least in this world, things could be better. (laughs) Either way, if we fail before God, there are eternal consequences, and we need to acknowledge that. Father in heaven, help us as we seek to follow you. Help us to be wise and faithful in our dealing with you. Help us to be so faithful that you can entrust us with more, as we see in the passage that follows. Father, help us not to have our eyes on the things of this world, the cares of this world, this world's goods, but rather help us to keep our focus on you and your glory and your honor and your great reward. We ask this in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.